0: And welcome to the Radical English Gentleman podcast, the number one anti-government libertarian podcast in the UK, where we have real talk with real people, with real discussions and much much more but today we are in a completely different location if you are a regular listener of the show we're actually in the place that I work at right now which is absolutely amazing we got just this funky studio you'll notice the quality of the camera is drastically better you'll notice the audio's crisper everything's a lot crisper because we're in a different place but I'm actually currently recording this just before my birthday which is tomorrow and it's it's a few hours till my birthday. It's actually night, so I've stayed over to do this. So a shout out to everyone listening. But yeah, there's a lot to go into. So much has been happening, you know, from the net migration levels, the World Cups just began. There was a really tragic mass shooting that happened in America. So much to get into. And also, I'm going to be talking a bit about myself as well. So if you hate me, then you can fuck off. But... <laughs> But yeah, let's let's jump straight into it. So the first thing I want to start off with is, is actually talking about the World Cup because for anyone who doesn't know, the World Cup just began, you know, once every four years. It's a big deal for sure. And there was a very controversial decision by the England squad to say they're going to take the knee. Now, a while back when they took the knee, it was a very controversial thing because there's a bunch of people like, you're being political because the knee stands for something. And what is kind of my take on it? So my take is, one... I feel like at this point that them taking the knee is completely pointless. And I'll, I'll I'll explain why. Words, no, actions are louder than words. So them taking the knee is, you know, it's all well and good saying, oh, well, you know, it's supporting solidarity one, Not everyone agrees with that, so instantly you're bringing politics into football. Secondly, you're playing in a stadium where hundreds if not thousands of people have died to make it. Not only that, you're in a country that literally hangs people and chucks people off buildings for being gay and it's an extremely racist, homophobic place. So you simply taking the knee is just a gesture and virtue signaling because it's not doing anything because if you were actually doing something, you wouldn't be playing there. But we agree that politics does need to be separate from football. So that's why we are playing there. So if anyone can explain to me while how taking the knee has a drastic positive effect, like please tell me. And my position on this has always been instead of taking the knee, how about we do something else? How about we have a banner that just says no to racism? You know, I think most people can get behind that. And while still that is more of a social justice side of um the things and that will kind of, that does have political connotations having a more social justice side it's far more politicized than taking the knee which is which has been absolutely promulgate promulgated what the fuck am i saying there which has been pushed by the black lives matter organization which a lot of people have um issues with as it has marxist roots and also it has it does have political um ideologies now that's not to say the movement's different from the organization as most people say they say they support the movement but not the organization people don't understand the nuance in that they just think hang on you don't support black lives matter you're a racist you know it's a very kind of binary crazy thing that goes on in labeling people when it comes to black lives matter but the guardians say pretty much you know a senior uk Cabinet minister has said it's perfectly legitimate for England players to n- take the knee on the World Cup to protest against inequality. Well, how about you don't play there then? If you're that concerned about inequality, how does taking the knee justify and say, oh, look, us, we're good people, but then you're playing in a stadium that murdered people? It's like you're just contradicting yourself. And the common argument there would be, okay well, you, you got to pick your battles. But it's like, this isn't even a battle. You're just going on the floor for a few seconds. It's not doing anything substantively. Um, and a good example is, I think it might have been QPR, where they it was in England, but p- uh, players took the knee and they got booed massively. So what So what? the club actually done, instead of taking the knee, because so many people were against that, because they had connotations, they actually brought in a banner which said no to racism. And the crowd celebrated it. Because people need to understand, people who disagree with black lives matter aren't all racists? that that might be a crazy phenomenon for some people to hear that but it's true you know there's i know loads of people who aren't racist at all people who are black um asian muslim all sorts of people who are actually against taking the knee because of what it represents not because what what it is fucking hell i need a drink so my view on it is that It just seems completely hypocritical of them to do it. It seems just virtue signaling. In the most genuine way, what I'm saying, it does seem like virtue signaling. They're not doing anything substantive. It's just them taking the knee for a few seconds. They look good and that's it. They're not, you know, refusing to do do this, do that. They're not refusing to play there. They're just taking the knee for a few seconds that does nothing. It divides people and we get nothing out of it. But apparently... That's great. And they're stand up for, you know, um people's rights and it's like get the fuck out of it and another thing i also want to bring up how ironic is it all of a sudden people saying oh human rights abuses in qatar isn't it terrible oh the last two years like where were people out with that you know where were people up where people getting arrested for protesting where were people out when grannies were getting beaten to the ground where were people out when people couldn't see their dying relatives you know in the grave people couldn't be at a funeral people couldn't be at a hospital when people were dying where were people out when people were losing their jobs. Where were people at when 40,000 care home workers lost everything? Where were people at when 125,000 plus NHS workers were about to lose their jobs and everything they had? Where were people at? But all of a sudden, this World Cup comes around and. And now people are saying, oh, isn't it awful, Qatar, the human rights abuses. And it's like, hang on, when, when did human rights become trendy? When, when did human rights actually become like a thing which people cared about in the UK? It's like Ukraine. People bang on when Putin was um, arresting protesters, which is completely terrible and I disagree with on it. But hang on. When did you care about the right to protest? You were the one telling me I didn't have the right to protest and I was dangerous. And now you're coming out saying Putin's authoritarian? Dear fucking hell. So again, we see the hypocrisy. It's, you know, it's classic, absolute classic by mainstream media on this issue when it comes to the situation with England. GB News are given a different point of view. As always, GB News, shout out. Um And... That's that's kind of my take on the situation. I'll be interested to see if times does they do change in what they do um based like on Taking the knee, it'll be interesting. But another story UK net migration hits all time records at five hundred and four thousand. So the BBC reports UK net migration hit five hundred and four thousand in the year of June, the highest figure recorded according to the ONS. The rise is driven by people arriving legally, not illegally, from outside the EU and the resumption of post pandemic travel. So we're seeing a massive influx in immigration. And while I'm actually super pro immigration, I'm a libertarian I'm actually an open borders libertarian now I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this and they'll be like what an absolute mongrel what is this guy saying he you know he's an absolute lunatic what you can't have open borders my view on it is anyone can come here you shouldn't have access to the welfare state though as soon as you come off I, I completely disagree with that like anyone who advocates for people come in here like open borders and then just being able to use the system as soon as they get here. That's wrong. People who live here, who pay tax for decades, should be first priority. But it has to be said, you know, the NHS, we're in a crisis. The care home sector, we're in a crisis. You know, skilled jobs, we're in a crisis. We're in a crisis in pretty much any, every single economic respect possible. So even if you are against immigration, it could be an idea of just trying it out. And there's a lot of people who disagree with me on this in the audience. And, I understand why people are hawkish against immigration. You know, if you're part of a community that has been impacted by an influx of immigration, it's a different story. You know, if you're places where uh, culturally people haven't integrated very well, you know, places like Rotherham, a lot of where the grooming gang scandals happened, then your view on it would be different. And I've completely appreciate that. I think there's a lot of nuance in the argument. And it's somewhat privileged for me to say because I was never in these communities. I never saw the um kind of the, the way it worked and that's not to say that um immigrants don't like people coming over don't migrate well with the c- communities they do there's loads of places where it does happen however when there is a substantial amount of people coming in which is true to this as bbc news say here it does have an impact and it's a lie to say it doesn't and it's all about what your goal is so for me my policy position would actually be open borders i think we need people coming in we need people to boost the nhs we need people to help the care home sector you know we got 120,000 staff shortage i believe plus in the care home sector we got you know i think 40,000 nurse shortage in the nhs let alone gps we need we need People coming in, it's it's truthful. Maybe there should be a better incentive for people here to do it, but the truth is not a lot of people here want to do it because we're very privileged. It's, it's a tr- it is a truth, you know? Like, when you look at what we assume, you know, we go to Mackie's, we uh, we got Netflix, we chill. Oh, that sounded a bit weird. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to... <laughs> Who chuck, chuck those two But like You know we, We're very privileged The way we live It's ridiculous The way How lucky we are You know We've got a warm bed When people come over here They come So A lot of people come With almost nothing And they work their ways up And the reason they can do that Is because they're not entitled Like we are And I've said it before I feel like I'm extremely privileged I'm real how privileged I am I, I'm just absolutely blessed to the core And I know I can do half the jobs Immigrants Can Immigrants or migrant, I always fuck the net. Uh, What, what, that's quite embarrassing. I'm talking about immigration, migration, and I'm getting the two words mixed up. I usually get it, but just this once. Um, Like, it's like like people here, a lot of people wouldn't do the same job. So I think it's important to note that there is a lot of anti immigration sentiment, and it's not all racist at all. It's bollocks. When people say, oh, if you're anti immigration, you're racist. That's all shit. Personally, I'm pro-immigration, but that doesn't mean if you're anti-immigration, you're a racist. And it needs to stop the demonization of people who want who are hawkish on, you know, tough borders. You aren't a racist. Yes, there are people who are racist who say that, but that's like everything. That's like every ideology. That's like people who stand up for Palestinian rights and also anti-Semitic because they hate Israel and the Jews. But there's also a bunch of People who stand up for Palestinian rights. Who aren't anti-Semitic and hate the Jews. There's a nuance in opinion and perspective on things. So it's always important to remember that. I think. I really do think. But anyway. Fucking hell. I'm going a thousand miles an hour today. The gunman. So this is actually a really tragic story. So a gunman killed five. An LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs. Before patrons confront to stop him. Please say. So a guy went in. Uh, massacred killed a bunch of people and a guy actually took him out punched him um and he actually said that after he felt bad for attacking him and i was just thinking what a fucking hero this guy is he literally risks his life to take out the guy and he's got such a pure heart he even feels bad attacking the mass murderer like this guy is just like that that's that guy is like a modern saint you know when everyone's running when everyone's panicked what does he do he runs into the danger to help other people that is beautiful someone who's that pure kindness of someone to do that i just think is absolutely phenomenal and there's not enough people like this man and full respect to them and it does raise the question you know like people say the word groomer and while, yes, there are people who are groomers, who are, you know, in schools, it has to be said that there is an impact of what people are saying. Now, I'm not saying that people's speech should be taken away in any respect. I, I completely disagree. And there's a lot of dodgy things being taught in school. There's a lot of very weird sexualized teachings, a lot of weird books. Um, But... You know, it's it's true. This guy wasn't just... He didn't just think, hmm, I don't like this. I don't like this, this type of people, so I'm going to go and shoot it up. He went there for a reason. He had a motive and he was definitely struck to the last end of things. And it does annoy me. People on the right, they're always talking about trans people and everything. And while, yes, we shouldn't be... Um, young people shouldn't be having surgery. And there are certain really disgusting issues around... Um, people being forced in this whole cultural thing and don't get me wrong I think people should talk about it and there should be serious debate and questioning about what the fuck is going on in schools with doctors and everything there should be a serious addressing of it however it has to be said that there are so many issues that are so much more important then you know, trans people, we're in an economic crisis. Our rights are being stripped away from us. We've got digital IDs coming. We're going to own nothing and we're not going to be happy. People aren't going to be able to earn, like, own houses. We're in a, you know, inflation's at record levels. Fuel is just ridiculous price. You, you know, you go to the groceries, it costs so much. There's all these things going on. And people are talking about, you know, trans people. It's like, hang on there's a lot bigger issues going on right now so it's a very good critique I think from the left when they say a lot of right-wingers are obsessed about trans people but they don't talk about the economy and it's a very good good critique and I've noticed myself watch because I watch everyone I watch far right people right-wing people far left people left-wing people I watch everyone I watch you know from LBC James O'Brien to fucking, the Lotus Eater's podcast, you know, I listen to it all, so I really do consume every single side, every single angle there is to know, and it's true that when lefties, lefties, while I disagree with lefties on a lot of economics, like, like, right-wingers are indulging too much in cultural issues right now, especially, because it's, it's like the Daily Wire, like, Matt Walsh, he will bang on about Trans people... Every single fucking episode... It'll be something to do with woke... Woke teacher... Woke TikTok... Woke whatever... But you're not talking about... Hang on... You know... Our rights been stripped away on this... Our rights been stripped away on that... Or... Like... I know something like... Oh the economy... We're in... How are you going to pay the bills? Blah blah blah... Like... He doesn't talk about that... He just talks about... These single... Culture issues... Of wokeness... And wokeness is... It's being overplayed... It really is... Again... I think it's super important. People should call out the bullshit that's happening. in wokeness. I've talked about on my podcast a few times. However, there are also other issues. And so many people just go down the rabbit hole with talking about the same fucking shit every time. And it's ironic because a bunch of people who talk about, oh, freedom of speech, freedom. The same people who are like, you shouldn't be allowed to get married if you're gay or you shouldn't have the right to abortion. And it's like, hang on, you're preaching freedom and you're not even for the... Like, come on. Personally, I think abortion, like, I'm a cultural pro-lifer, but in policy-wise, I'm pro-choice, definitely. I do believe that the abortion laws for disabled kids should get changed because a disabled life is worth just as much as a non-disabled person. Um, and that's it's really fucked up what's going on with that, um, if you look into it. Down syndrome kids 90% according to Reuters in the UK are aborted nearly 100% in Sweden like 98 in Denmark it's crazy but that's another story but I'm on a tangent there just talking about fucking what happened but it is terrible to see another shooting and it, it does wake you up to the fact that it's important that you know people do recognize what happened and the impact of what they're saying has now, that's not to say that, you know, Matt Walsh, The Daily Wire, all those inside this guy. It's just to say that, like, people should be careful. They should always, when they talk about trans issues, rather, they should say violence isn't a good way of solving it. You know, th- they should be clear because there's certain people who, like Stephen Crowder, who they go right to the line and sometimes they don't even say, like, you know, violence is bad. They actually half justify it. And that that's just gonna do things like this and uh, like it does is happened more and more you know and it's, it's getting to the point where it's like hang on how how what is the line between what you say and how responsible you are now i don't think anyone should be arrested for their speech like that i'm for freedom of speech all the way i actually got a death threat the other day for standing up for freedom of speech oh fucking hell just spat um but you know what i mean anyway i'll I've talked about the news. I wasn't even going to talk about the news. I was just going to talk about fucking me. Um, now I can slow down a bit. But. So right now. It's it's about to be my birthday. Tomorrow. And I just want to say. like I really appreciate everyone. Who's tuned into this podcast ever. Like this podcast means so much to me. Because it's like. It's. The past year has generally been the best time of my life and one of the reasons is because of this podcast so I've met so many incredible people through this podcast I've met people who I'm I talk to regularly who I like who I think about all the time and who who are actually like close to me you know what I mean like people who I'm like I think about how much they mean to me and even though maybe some people who haven't even spoke to in a while, they, they're just great people. And the people I've met through this has been amazing. And I've grown so much. You know, when I started this podcast, I had all these views, had all these kind of things that i thought. And now that I've actually kind of fleshed them out, I've talked to people who are absolutely hate my opinions, people who agreed with me, people who somewhat agreed with me. Since I've done all of that, I've grown so much as a person. And I'll be forever grateful for the people who have came on the show, people who have listened, people who have messaged me saying, that was a great episode, I really enjoyed that, or saying, you know, I posted on my story, like I'm going to do an episode, and people just respond, oh, I'm buzzing, mate. That literally makes me so fucking happy. And I'm about to turn 19, and I actually hate getting older, like I really hate it, um, because I like the reason I hate getting older is because I want to do things better. By the time I'm a certain age, like for instance, I want to have kids in a family. That's actually generally like one of the biggest goals. um, Of that's that's literally one of the biggest goals I have in life. Like for me, I would just I think it'd be the greatest thing ever to be just be married and have kids. I just fucking crave that so much. And every year I think about kind of more pressure to actually make that happen so that's one reason why I kind of am making this because I want to just talk a bit about like what what I am and what I actually want in life you know and this podcast like even if two people listen to this podcast and we've had some episodes that have done quite bad like I still love doing it and even when I have a conversation that's amazing I don't actually give a fuck about if anyone can hear it or whatever it well I do actually I want people to hear it but like, I don't care if it doesn't do well because I love doing this so much. And I just want to say, like, a massive thank you to everyone who's ever viewed, who's ever listened to one of these, who's ever shared one of these, who's ever said, well done, I really enjoyed that. And you know who you are. There's people who have messaged me like, oh, that was such a good episode. Um, y- you changed my view. Or, oh, that was a really good episode. I never thought about it. Or, oh, you spot on. I really agreed with him, you know. There's, like, when I get those messages that's just unreal and the fact that I've kept this up as well I'll pat myself on the back here you know I'm 49 weeks in here of of every single week you know there's there was weeks I remember at like week 25 views were plummeting listens were plummeting everything was just going that da- I was literally going downhill for like what like a month or something I was feeling terrible I, w- I was I wasn't in a good place um in my life, Um, I didn't, I didn't feel amazing about myself, I didn't have a lot going for me, Um, I was kind of a bit paranoid about the future, and I felt, I know I felt a bit isolated, and I kept going, and there were weeks where I was like, fucking hell, can I, can I keep this going, because this is killing me, and it it brought me joy, but it was killing me at the same time, Um, and I kept going, and now, it's got to the stage where it's like, it it doesn't matter even if like last night i was i got home at like half nine ten from london and shout out if you're listening because i'm sure most people have left now but you know i got home from london it was about half nine half ten and at dinner about 11 and then i had to sign into premiere but i didn't have access to it so i had to message my boss to get a code and then do it And I got started editing at 12. I had to make two separate episodes. Bear in mind, I was going to London the next day. So I stayed up to about half one, edited it, and then woke up in the morning about six, half five. Then had to um, make the thumbnails, do everything, upload it. And then I had to get things ready. And then obviously get the train. And then I had to do a bunch of work when I got there. And then I had to wait today to upload it. But all of that, and it like... If, that, if you ask me, you know, 49 weeks ago, can you do that week in, week out, i would be like, get the fuck out of here, you know, but now, it's got to the point where I love doing this so much, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck, this is what I want to do, like, just talking like what I'm doing now, hearing people, hearing people, growing my perspective, grilling people, people grilling me, people attacking me ver- verbally, People, you know, I love it, I love it all, and I just want to say, like, a massive thank you, because it's crazy how positive this has been in my life, I go out, I go out drinking, go to a pub, go to a club, and, like, one of the first things I always talk about with anyone new is my podcast, like, I'm obsessed with it, I I meet people on the train who I've never met in my life, I'm fucking talking about the podcast, you know what I mean, like, I'm that passionate about it, and it's because people listen, and it's, and that could be one or two people that could be 200 300 people and to be fair recently we've been getting like you know good numbers um and like even like this chats with steve gomez are just legendary like come on i like and i've grown spiritually through this you know when i started this i was very kind of i, I wasn't an atheist at all i was still a christian but i wasn't really in touch with my faith and now i feel like i am and i feel like kindness and love is just what it's about and and like I just also one thing I've realized is how fucking lucky we are and I know it's like such a cliche thing and talking about gratitude and kindness but I I generally think with all my heart being kind is beautiful and if you can be kind you like it will transform your life it will transform your life I'm telling you it will just transform your life it will make you love yourself not in a vain way, not in that, but just be like, I'm doing good for the world. I'm having a positive impact and I'm helping people. I'm treating people like a human being. I'm being kind. I'm helping people. I'm showing love. I'm showing compassion. Doing that will make you just feel better about yourself. And I can't, I don't know if it sounds really fucked saying it, and you might f- find it like really weird me saying it, but I just really think that is true. And I've, I've really felt that. I've really felt that in an intense way the past year. Like, in an intense way. Being kind, showing love to someone, helping people. When someone needs help, someone on the street, a homeless guy, you got five quid in your pocket. Oh, I want a Mackey's two in a week's time. Fucking shut the fuck up. Give him that fiver. You know, show love to people. Show kindness. Oh, there's a woman. She can't put a bag up. Help her. Oh, there's a guy he's trying to get past you but you you're in a rush let him let him go in front of you be kind be loving and that will that will make you happy i'm not saying that's in a permanent way like oh that's going to cure your depression if you're depressed but i'm saying what i've learned so far in life is showing love showing kindness is one of the most powerful things you can possibly do there is isn't the feeling of love and kindness is indescribable i like i, I was at mackie's today i was getting a mackie's what a fucking hell it's because it's cheap sweet and like when i come up here i always get a mackie's because it's like it's so quick and easy and it's just like i'm so, oh it's fucking bad because i never get them unless i'm traveling to london and then i'll just all of a sudden like switched on i'm like eh. um but um yeah so there was this girl and i was ordering a I was ordering a Chicken Legend. She was like, oh, we got no Chicken Legends. I was like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, oh, can I get a Big Mac? Can I have no gherkins? And she was like, what? And I was like, no gherkins. And we went back and forth and I was like, no gherkins. And she was like, what? No. G-? And it must have been about good 25 seconds of this. And she got three colleagues to come over and listen. And, we, and the thing is, she was probably stressed out the whole day, feeling fucking shit, probably hates her job. And like... I don't know. I, I I just smiled at her and was just I just enjoyed how kind she was in saying that. She didn't know what I was saying. She was stressed out. There were people running about, but she was so kind and genuine when she was like, "Oh, I don't, sorry, I don't understand what you say. Could you repeat that again?" She was so kind and genuine, and we just we we looked at each other and just like smiled, and like that kind that type of like kindness with each other. Like so that will probably improve her day. And it's the simplest thing. I was ordering a Mackie's, you know, and like I look and then when I got it, I looked back and I saw her smiling and it was just great because it's like the smallest things like that, just instead of being a cunt, being like, oh no, I said gherkins. It turns out it was pickle, but I fucked it up. But me saying that, like that, I could have just been a cunt and been like, oh, it's, it's fucking it's fucking gherkins and like get annoyed because i was actually in a bit of a rush i had a bunch of work to do and as so but i could have been a cunt but what would that achieve what made someone feel even shitter n- not improve myself and put a positive impact on the world but instead what did i do I i smiled at her and we had and like we had this just kindness of a connection and it's connections like that which make the world a great place you know it, like it's so true so true and this is a really weird cringy story probably if you're listening but i like things like that you, you just smile at someone you know are you okay what are you up to that's brilliant good for you boom um those things can make someone because she's probably having like a really tough day at work or whatever and and that little thing could just help her you know and that that that's revolutionary imagine imagine everyone who went to Mackey's treated the workers like that, you know what I mean, like, the world would be a fucking, Mackey's would be, like, the best restaurant on the planet, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a restaurant, I'd call it a zombie apocalypse, pretty much, in action, but what I'm trying to say is, this podcast has been a lifesaver for me, it's given me purpose, meaning, I know I'm putting out a positive message and I know that even though it might be a small amount of people I know that this is having a positive impact and it makes me so fucking happy to do that I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep banging them out. This is what I want to do I want to do live events. I want to give away money to you guys. I want to Meet you. I want to get the you know new people on. and bearing in mind I haven't even got any famous people on these are all just people I meet in spoons the pub friends of friends people I see on instagram twitter do you, just people I think are interesting people. Or even just out of the blue. Like I've had people on who I've never even met in my fucking life. You know what I mean? And that's the people I get on. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing this because I fucking love it. I fucking love all of you who listen. <sighs> I fucking love all of you who listen. I really do. It means a lot. It's my 19th birthday tomorrow. And this is just... A thank you podcast to all the people who've ever listened, who's ever liked. You mean the world. And I'm going to keep going. And if you want to be part of this journey, if you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to put positive impact in the world, keep listening. Thursday, six o'clock. You know, we I have conversations with some of the randomest people possible. If you're up for hearing a random conversation, growing your mind, growing your perspective, getting positivity in your brain, in your body, Learning how to live. I'm no expert. I'm a fucking 18-year-old moron who rants on a microphone about fucking COVID and all that. If I can make a difference, so can you. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We're going in hard to the new year. Fucking love you all. And we'll catch you um, next next time. Which is Thursday, 6 o'clock next week. Yeah, just thank you. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you.